Welcome to the world's first Straight Talk SolarCast. This is your go-to podcast for answers about solar. Brought to you by Solar Harmonics in Northern California, who invite their customers to own their energy by purchasing a solar panel system for their home, business, or farm. Each episode, we discuss questions facing people making the decision to go solar. The solutions to your questions are given to you straight by one of the leading experts in the solar industry, Jamie Duran, president of Solar Harmonics. Feel free to search our library for answers to questions that you're facing when considering solar. And now, here's Adam Duran, our host with the questions, and Jamie Duran, our solar expert with Straight Talk SolarCast. Or hello, Jamie. <laughs> How's everything right, going? Yeah. Everything is going great. It's going great. Uh, how, how about you? Uh, well, we haven't killed anybody, and uh, but everyone's oh, <laughs> everyone's hair is getting longer and longer and longer. That is true. Yeah, uh, it certainly looked like the Beatles here in our house. So. <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna. I'm. I'm just gonna shave my head. This is. It's getting crazy. Getting that out of would, control. That would be scarier for most people. <laughs> but today we have yes. a special guest. We Woo! have Ben Bauer. Uh, we know him through our networking group. He has mm -hmm. 25 years in the mortgage banking industry. He's studied international business. Uh, but what he is really passionate about, uh, as much as anybody can be, is on finance and macroeconomics. Uh, so he was, you know, he was able to predict uh, most aspects of the 2008 financial meltdown in 2004. And he predicted certain aspects of this current crisis uh, before the market happened. So oh, we've been, I've been trying to get Ben on the podcast for a couple of years now. So uh, I guess that's one benefit of uh, the COVID <laughs> is that people have some time now. So, and I'm, you know, Ben being in the mortgage business is I'm completely, I'm sure he's completely slammed. Uh, so I really appreciate him taking the time to uh, talk about some uh, economic issues that are happening uh, as a yeah. result of COVID. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's definitely interesting times for everybody. I, I don't think anybody is excluded from this current situation. It, yeah, for sure. It's it is uh, crazy. And in regards to the solar business, you know, it's a roller coaster for us every day. Uh, you know, some days we're told great news and then other days we're told, uh, you know, stay inside. And uh, just yesterday, we you know, maybe another benefit of the covid was uh, certain cities in the Bay, well, in California anyway, are now going to be able to do virtual uh, building permits and then even crazier virtual uh, final inspections. Yeah. So that's that's pretty yeah. much going to open the doors for us. Wow. But not just now, but going forward, it's going to save so much time and bureaucracy and money oh, yeah. uh, than it is currently. So I guess uh, thank you, COVID. So. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're going to see a lot of that in a lot of industries. Like we're seeing it in the mortgage banking industry, we're seeing things going to e-signings, and and the industry usually has to have some documents officially notarized by and witnessed by a person, mm -hmm. and that's actually being worked on to that it's a virtual situation, or that it's completely e-signed, and that nothing has to be actually a wet signature. So I think you, like many aspects of all of this and what we like all of the systems that we have traditionally used over the last decades and centuries are going to change. Well, and uh, they're being forced to change. And maybe that's uh, what has to happen in some of the, you know, traditionally, you know, especially like income taxes or everything, it's all, you know, paper and paper and paper, so many paper-based right. industries. Uh, now, uh, if they want to survive, they better adapt. And so it's, uh, 
but it you know if it's happening now there's no reason why it couldn't continue in the future so i think that's yeah. pretty awesome yeah but, I, what, I i yeah i do think there's going to be a lot of good things that come out of this and that's what i'm choosing to focus on is what yes. what are the positives that can come out of this right as opposed to oh, yeah. focusing all the negatives because anybody can mm -hmm. do that it's very easy to spiral and uh, yeah, it's, it's much better to look at this as an opportunity rather mm -hmm. than, uh, oh my God, what are we going to do? Uh, right. you know, I'm sure we'll get through it. It's just, uh, you know, uh, as, a, as a matter of opportunity rather than uh, panic. So right, right, plenty of stuff. Right. Uh, but Ben, I really wanted to ask you, so, you know, the government uh, through, you know, they've passed a $2 trillion aid bill and it's being administered through the SBA mostly. Uh, you know, and lots of businesses are trying to take advantage of it. Of course, there's a huge bottleneck, but I wanted to say, you know, like what's, what's kind of your prediction for one year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, assuming, you know, it's, you know, this is not the, I think it's probably going to double in the amount of aid that, uh, the government's going to approve. So yeah. let's just say it's $4 trillion, uh, to, uh, support businesses and individuals. What do you think the long-term, uh, yeah. But, you know, uh, implications of this will be. Yeah, it's interesting. It's very interesting. Um, you know, this is and to be clear, this is not a stimulus program, right? It's it's a relief program, which is different. A stimulus is you're trying to stimulate an economy from a base, right? That's already going. This economy globally, uh, and especially here in the U.S. and other countries, it pretty much at a standstill, right? And so what's what's going on is they're trying to create some money flow and get money into the hands of obviously businesses and individuals because it's just stopped, right? The, mm -hmm. the velocity of money uh, is measured by many different central banks and the, the velocity of money in, in the US economy is pretty much at a standstill. And so you, I think your number 4 trillion is probably pretty accurate because if you think about it from a gross domestic product, if you just make the number simple and you have 24 trillion in gross domestic product in the United States and you're out for two months, Mm -hmm. Right. That, that's for, you know, you're talking at least four trillion dollars. Wow. Um, I mean, just a basic math problem. Um, and there's there's some businesses that are still functioning fine and getting along. And then there's some industries which are going to have real problems, you know, restaurant travel, hospitality. They're going to have some real problems. Um, but I think down the road it, you know, initially when you see so much money printing, you get worried about inflation. Mm -hmm. Um Right. Because you're debasing the value of a currency, which means it takes more of the same dollars to buy the same goods. Right. Or current, whatever currency you're in. However, this event is a real deflationary environment because margins are being compressed along all businesses. Right. Um, you know, automakers, uh, you know, you name the business. A lot of these businesses, they're they're not selling product. And if they are selling it, they're selling it at a steep discount, which is deflationary. Got it. So yeah. I think for the next 12 months. You're going to see deflation in 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 face of all of the money printing because there's going to be no velocity of money money moving through the system. Like mm. you have to have money moving through the system to get inflation. Sure. And right? so if the if its prices are going down <laughs> yep. and there's a lot more money being printed, uh, you know what's what's the macroeconomic effect of that? Uh, well, you have to be able to spend the money. Right. And if you're holed up in your house, you're not going to be spending the money. And I think this is going to change a lot of social behaviors that, um, you know, previously were normal, like going out all the time and going to crowded restaurants and things like that. I think you're going to see a lot of the social, socio economic behavior change. 
Um, and so I think you're going to get deflation more than inflation. And I think that's going to be global. Um, to what extent, it's hard to know. Um, but I think at some point you're going to get inflation, but that's only going to occur when the money actually starts moving to the system. And it's hard to know exactly when that's going to occur, right? Because yeah. we don't know when these shelter in places will be lifted. Were they too draconian? I mean, there's, if you look at some of the research, um, you know, yes, there's this, you know, pandemic that's going on. Um, I think South Korea has the best data. Mm. Um, they've tested 250,000 people to know that they have 10,000 cases. So they're really on top of it. And their mortality rate is like 0.7%. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think you're, you're, I think there's going to be some questions about, you know, how serious was the pandemic was the response, um, the right response, wow. because we've lost what 11,000 jobs for every death here in the United wow. States so far. Like that's a pretty sobering, that's huge. you know, and, and, and the, the suicide rate in, in, in recessions increases quite dramatically because people don't have jobs. So I think like the dynamics are really fluid and hard to know exactly how this is all going to turn out. They're putting, they're putting money in to try and keep these businesses alive, right? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of these businesses aren't operating right now. So then on the flip side of this, when the shelter in places get either less restrictive or removed, these businesses are there then and start reoperating. So it's kind of like a bridge loan, essentially. Um, but there is going to be impact on the value of currency, currencies. You're going to see at some point inflation, but I don't think it's, I think it's years off at this point. Wow. I have a question, Ben. Do you have any idea about what countries are going to weather this better or what industries are going to be able to weather this better than others? Um, so obviously the countries that took a more proactive approach on testing and isolating people like South Korea, I think is a perfect example. They didn't do any major lockdowns. They've tested everybody, but they've been through SARS and MERS and had a system in place to deal with situations like this. Um, so okay. countries that um, have systems in place and didn't lock everybody down, but still didn't have all the other challenges that countries um, that aren't like, you know, Italy, you know, they have an antiquated, you know, medical system. Uh, there's not a lot of beds there relative to the second oldest population in the world that they are. So um, if I'm talking about countries, um, it's probably going to be countries with least amount of debt. Um, and countries that didn't have to fully lock down their economies, like South Korea, I think Germany, um, the U.S. Japan, Republic, J Japan, yeah. Um, and I think China will have problems. Um, I think China will have a lot of problems because they have a huge debt overload that most people don't know about. Yeah. Um, you know, they they have a banking system that was eight trillion in assets, which. On a bank, it's an asset. A loan is an asset, but for us, it's a debt, right? Mm -hmm. So they had a banking system that was eight trillion in size in 2008. Today, it's over 40 trillion. Wow! And that's on an economy, and that's on an economy of 17 trillion, right? So I think China will have problems. Um, I think the U.S. will have problems in the next 12 months. I think parts of Europe will have problems. Um, it's it's still kind of hard to know exactly who's going to have what problems at this point. Well, then relating it back to solar, then mm -hmm. <laughs> there's a, uh, you know, a lot of the solar cells come from China. And mm -hmm. so uh, 
all of our distributors and suppliers are saying, we're good, everything's great, everything's great. And from what we're seeing out of China, they're like doubling down on the amount of solar production. So uh, yep. they may see solar as a bit of a lifeline uh, yeah. and they're gonna continue to uh, support that industry, which is yeah. good news for uh, the renewable business for sure. But wouldn't that yeah. also yeah. What... drive down the prices of those goods because they ha they're gonna be overproducing to try and get that money in? Yes. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. yeah, that's certainly a component. And and I'm not saying China will have like there's certain components of China that will do well. People, you know, industries that have demand for their product. Um, but I just think from a from a macro perspective, the the CCP has a has a challenge on their hands because of the debt load in their in their banking system. But they're still going to be the world's factory for the time being. You're mm -hmm. not going to see. I don't see you're going to see. It's hard to shift production. You can't just go. Well, I'm going to produce solar next week in India. Sure. Right, you have yeah. to build factories and infrastructure, so it's not something that happens overnight. So I think, I think from a from a from the industry perspective, I suspect solar is pretty well positioned um, globally, just because you know it's it's. I think that fossil fuels, um, you know, even though we've seen oil collapse, I think you're going to see a lot <laughs> of challenges in the oil industry, um, and I think. Fossil, I think fossil fuels are just going to be challenged. I think mm -hmm. solar is a little bit more sustainable, as we all know. Um, and I think there can be continued demand. It's just how are these economies going to survive this basically stopping, right? And how are yeah. they going to show up on the opposite side of this? And I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to be fine. It's just mm -hmm. I think the 12 to 20, 12 to 18 months are going to be challenging. Well, uh, it's one thing. One thing we're used to in the solar business is uh, volatility. So yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> there's uh, never a dull moment in the world of solar. But uh, you know, kind of uh, back to our our discussion about uh, you know potential and uh, possibility and opportunity. Uh, what do you uh, you know? Let's just assume for a moment that the shelter in place is uh, ended in uh, June fifteenth. Do you ex expect a rebound effect from uh, all of the people that and businesses that have had pent up demand? Sure. Yeah, I think yeah. there will be certainly pent up demand. I think at this point it's a question of how much pent up demand because we're, you are going to see unemployment spike. We already have. Yeah. And it's the question is how much of is that temporary and how much of that is longer lasting? Sure. I think that's kind of the unknown. Um, I think some industries are just not going to come back the way they were. So I think we're going to have a component of unemployment that's going to stagnate and be around for quite a while. But I think, you know, there's there's other industries like technology um, and uh, biotech. Um, I think travel and leisure is just going to be troubled for some time. Um, but I think we're going to we're going to have a persistently high unemployment due to certain sectors not recovering like other sectors, um, un unfortunately. It'll definitely take a while. Well, the time has flown right by. I would I, I would love to have another podcast with you at some point to uh, sure. further discuss this. But uh, yeah, we're kind of out of time at this point. But uh, Adam, I'll let you wrap it up. Thank you very much for listening to Straight Talk SolarCast. Please follow us on Facebook. If you have a question for us for a future podcast or you want to ask Ben a question, we can get it to him and then answer it on a future podcast. Please go there, message us through that platform, and make sure to give us a five-star review on wherever you're listening to this, Apple Podcasts or uh, wherever, and uh, we will uh, see you all next time. Yeah, social distance, stay home. That's all for now. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Straight Talk SolarCast with solar expert Jamie Duran. Join us each week for more answers to your solar questions. Speaking of questions, got some? Email us at solarcast at solarharmonics.com and we'll be sure to give you an answer in an upcoming episode. This episode of Straight Talk SolarCast is brought to you by Solar Harmonics, the leading solar energy developer in Northern California, who invite you to own your energy. Visit them on the web at www.solarharmonics.com.